Welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension Podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and Humanity's Ascension in 2029. The Council's Pre-Session I'm very proud of Bennett. We've been doing recordings of him for his classes, and they're really good. It's been a very interesting learning process, some of which I've gotten here by watching subtle elements of when I'm speaking on camera that I wasn't aware of that don't feel organic to what I sense of who I really am deep inside. It's not that I'm trying to put something on. It's that I'm having these characteristics that are the way I pretty much talk. And yet they don't feel coherent with who I feel like I am inside. I have also reflected because I do video conferences like this or go and meet with people or record videos or hang out in my house. The same person shows up throughout all of that, but there's definitely a different posture. I guess we all shift characters when we step out in society to some degree. I was thinking about this the other night as I was sitting on my couch. Is this the same energy that I bring on camera? And am I fully being totally authentic or is this how I've decided to represent myself? I'm okay with my in-person and camera and online present self. I feel like there's a vast degree of authenticity, but much like what you were saying, is that the best representation and the most truthful expression of yourself, of myself And that's something that I know goes along with Capricorn in general is always being very thoughtful about what you present outwards to the world and very rarely coming out fully exposed. I'm certainly way more comfortable within myself and sharing stories that I didn't think that I would ever share with anyone, but they're real realities. And I know that people can find them relatable and I can deliver them from the perspective of not being the victim of that situation, but being an empowered person who's looking at the journey that she's gone on and the stories that she used to tell herself and that sort of thing. And the other thing that can relate to all of this too is definitely over the past few years, I have been making a more conscious effort to make sure that how I do show up, how I respond in life, best represents who I know myself to be. And it's been a very humbling journey and also one that takes a radical level of ownership. It's really transformed my relationship with my husband because his Virgo self wants to set everything right in the world that's wrong. And that includes aspects of myself. Eventually I started to just listen to what he was saying and realize that what he's saying is true. 
it's not something that I really want to change about myself. I'd much rather him just accept this flawed aspect of my character and give me unconditional love and kindness regardless. However, <laughs> when I stop defending myself and I just listen and then I decide, is this a truth about me or is this something that I'm doing to play it safe to survive to continue unserving habits is it the most true representation of myself and if it is then we can have a conversation about that but if it's not for him to stop highlighting it it's for me to decide if i want to keep representing myself that way even if it's within my own four walls of my home or within my own knowingness within myself uh I'm really grateful for that journey. And I think that it has paid me back in all of my relationships and everywhere that I go. I think I can hold space for people better. I feel like I can hear what's being said and also fill in the stuff that's not being said and help other people to do that same thing within themselves and within their life. It's all a pursuit. It can look like I'm just doing whatever he says. It can look like whatever it could look like, but I know that the motivation and the thing that drives me to do it is not to get his approval, is not to satisfy his requests or even to shut him up, although that's a lovely side effect that goes along with it, but it's really truly because with him or without him around, I want to be the best representation of myself, not best as in got to be good and perfect, the most honest and authentic representation of myself. And I know myself to be an amazing person. So there's no reason for me not to show up and follow through on commitments or obligations or things that I've said, or um, things that would help my life have more flow and more ease and more enjoyment. So I feel like an addict who's sobering up in a lot of ways and can see You can't get clean for someone else or to satisfy them or to shut them up or to appease them. You really can try and want and desire, but until that is what you are most committed to, you're not going to stay sober. That's the way that I look at it. Sobering up in different areas of my life and different aspects of my character, because with someone in the room watching me or not, that's the most honest way that I can display what it is that I know I have inside me. I think if I say anything further, I'm just going to say the same thing again, slightly different. I have found that the ego is so deceptive that whenever I find a character flaw, I tell whoever I'm living with about it so that I can't hide behind it anymore. Mm -hmm. If no one else knows about it, but you, there's a real tendency for the ego to try and hide behind it still. So I like to do that. I also find such a difference in our communication, like situations that used to repeat these cycles that used to repeat these conversations, the same arguments, the same round and round that would happen. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this in any of your relationships. I would dread them and I would try to avoid them as much as possible. And I could sense some whenever they were coming and I was never pleased with it. And the last time that this conversation came around, I took 100% ownership of everything on my own behalf and gave voice to that and recognized it and didn't argue it and didn't 
anything. I also had enough time of my own self-reflection to realize why some of the things were perpetuating. So I took that as an opportunity to express that, which it feels very similar to what you're saying. For the first time, I feel like words that I had been saying over and over again for years were actually heard and things shifted around here. And it's been so flowing and so nice. Not to say it doesn't have its little hiccup moments, but overall it's been very flowing, very nice. And just has brought more to back up everything that I took ownership around and everything that I stated outward. And just basically life is proving me right right now, which I really like a lot, like on that egoic level. And also what I've been trying to say all along However, it requires a level of recognition and stewardship and realizing that this isn't even about being right. This is about allowing and receiving. So as much as my little egoic self does do a little, see, I told you overall, that's just not the full story of myself. So that's not what I bring to the table what I bring to the table is just a lot of gratitude and opportunity to reaffirm that the way that I'm approaching life is one that I find much more enjoyable and worth the pursuit and worth exploring, not only continuing on my own, but as a family and just reaffirming and pulling in and bringing in and welcoming in this way of thinking and being for all of us. It is a bear when you really own your stuff and show up hundred percent, the other person respects that. And then it empowers them or instills a desire for them to do that for themselves mm-hmm. and also for their relationships. So yeah, it has a lot of rewards, although mm-hmm. it might be painful in the beginning to eat crow and (laughs) face up to what has been avoided up until this point. Yeah, I can relate to that for certain. Not only does it give space for saying things, it's just truth. Whenever that truth is present in a way that honors the full story of everyone, I think that it allows for a completely different experience. I've, of course, noticed because often our relationships are a reflection of what we need to clear within ourselves. We rarely get triggered, but when he announced that he was looking at traveling with this woman coming to possibly live with us who's got stage four cancer, I'm like, (laughs) what? You're going to leave me with her? I can't lift her. I can't do this by myself, Bennett. And so it triggered me from that perspective, but also triggered me from a feeling of abandonment. He says, you're overreacting. I said, yeah, I know I'm overreacting, but there's the other part of it that I'm reacting to that's real. Yes, it's triggered something emotionally within me. And I claim it and admit it, but this is real too. And we got to deal with that. But we're pretty good at just 
being real with one another and owning our stuff. If it gets a little tense, we get through it really quickly. In fact, it's rare that it goes anywhere. We can't go to bed upset with one another, so we don't. <laughs> Everything's built on a foundation of love. I will say that's certainly becoming more commonplace here as well. We're very much like each other. And if we feel certain and right, then we're not going to compromise. It's nice to realize, wait a minute, <laughs> beyond this moment, we're aligned with something bigger. So let's align ourselves with that something bigger and then we can figure out this moment. And that's much different. Maturing, we're catching on to things after 20 years of being in a relationship. Neither of us have ever been 20 years in a relationship before. So neither of us have been 43 and 47 with the almost nine-year-old daughter. This is all new territory. It's different me just fighting for the grace and the space and the kindness and the love and the compassion and the understanding. It's so much different when it's, I'm actually going to open that up and invite you into that because that's the only option for me at this point. Ultimately, that's all he wants anyway. So that's just such a different way of maneuvering it. And if that's what happens when you get older and wiser, then I welcome it. And it should only get better from here. There's no way we would have worked earlier in our lives. We're too much alike. Actually, yeah. we're mirrors. We're quite opposites. We're opposites. Mm -hmm. but, but in the opposites, we, we are mirrors, just like one another. <laughs> I would say that you can always move to greater, deeper levels of awareness, understanding, and intimacy and freedom at the same time. I think that's ongoing, but this is easily, unquestionably, the best relationship I could have ever dreamed of. We came to it later on. And at least on my part, I had to learn some very hard lessons. I'm still learning some hard lessons, but I had to learn some really strong, brutal lessons before getting together to make it even possible. What I notice that's different is my appreciation of her, of myself, and what it means to be in relationship with a capital R is really deepened. I have to look at the reality beyond any of the more temporal aspects. I'm not belittling them. It's just as you say, you know, what's really going on is something's way beyond the body. I'm not talking about sexuality. It's just way beyond this physical representation of who each one of us is. And our knowing is that we've been around with each other untold numbers of times. So we should be getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time. Now is the time. The council's intention. Do you have anything you wanted to put into the circle today? 
So what's coming to me, because I think that this could express itself in so many various different ways, but I feel this sense of allowing others the space to receive like they've never received before. So perhaps that same energy of what we were talking about, because I think that's really sums up what we experienced with the stuff that we had just shared in conversation. We're allowing ourselves to receive same life, same self, same reflection, same desire, same what have you, but allowing us to receive it in a new way. And I feel that's really a helpful intention to have for others as well my intention would be that people become more aware and take responsibility for what's going on in their life i think that's on the same vein i was just watching this video of people listening to whatever is going out there on the airwaves and just gobbling it up it's all based on fear discerning their own truth and dropping the need to know when it really can only come from within. And so that's part of taking the responsibility of getting to know yourself, recognizing when you hear the truth and when you don't hear the truth and having the courage to step away from it and not getting pulled into the drama, which is more like an addiction for people I think people are very addicted to the drama and actually feed off of it. When they don't have it, they don't know what to do because they have been running with it for so long. That's their way of avoiding themselves. So really being able to drop in without having something heavy happen in their life, do it from their own willingness, from their own sense of power and responsibility. That is my prayer for today. Bennett, you said you're good? I would second all of what you said. And for the greatest good of all, I'm asking for continuous guidance and clarity on the light and whatever gifts I have come through me for the greatest good or guidance. Right. Taking that for all of us. <laughs> we all want that. We want everyone to have that. So we'll expand that out to the field. All right. I'm going to do some code work to get us going. And then I'll start the circle. The council's journey. Who wants to go first? Mine's probably the shortest. I had a sense of floating away, leaving my body. And it felt like I was joining Jonathan. It's his birthday today. And I just felt like I was joining him for a moment. And then it felt like I was in a void. That changed to a feeling like still being in space. But this space, regardless of how large it may be, it felt enclosed, although I couldn't see any walls. And all of this has a yellowish feel 
It's not bright. I guess it's muted. I have a vague sense of the pyramid in front of me, as well as thinking I might be inside one. I am in a chamber, literally, of illumination. The light is not bright, and yet I am not able to see anything. I sense being surrounded by knowledge and master beings outside of body. My mind went to, in light of everything happening quicker, as our reality is shifting, I recalled my prayers with my private work earlier today, which were to activate my other strands of DNA and my other mechanisms that can empower that which I am to be in my fullest light and my fullest alignment. In the same prayer, I once again severed whatever cords and agreements that do not serve this greater representation of that which I am. So it feels like this illumination chamber is in response to this. Perhaps in response to Chrissy was saying, but what I was getting was the main initiations for me are to be able to expand into full receptivity. It's not doing anything. It's just being more of me and utilizing this to be able to match any frequency that I chose. I remembered something that we had been told before about rites of initiation where the person had to be able to hold the seed in their hand and have it generate from their own personal heat into a sprout. And so for some reason I had the image of being able to communicate or match the frequency so fluidly that I could simply interact with the seed and express this idea. That's pretty much it. Beautiful, thank you. A lot of resonance here already. Hmm. And interestingly enough, right at the end of my session, my mind went to a thought that I had earlier this week about making a house video on how I grow sprouts. And my mind went through a little visual storyboarding of how to put it together. And, uh, and now you mentioned sprouts. My journey was a series of images and then a series of statements that I wrote down. The first thing that was coming through really predominantly for a while was just a series of shapeshifters. Shifters everywhere is what I ended up writing down. I remember seeing a tiger and an alligator and a gorilla and a fox. And, oh, I left one thing out, but I'm going to put parentheses around this, so I'll come back to it. From there, at some point, <laughs> these words came to me of how we treat each other matters so greatly. It has a ripple effect out into the world. You settle the disruptions of the world by settling what is disrupting you. I know that these are all words that we know, but the images that came before it was just seeing family dynamics. It's like this principle and idea that there's never a justification or reason or necessity, really, especially within a family unit, to ever be unkind to one another. There's never a need for that. I was seeing the family coming to this realization and putting it into practice within their family and the profound effect that it had around the world. The thing that I left out in saying is that when you were first setting 
the very beginning of our session, Sonia, these words came to me and I have a feeling that Mr. Gale will appreciate them. You'll feel like you're making it up along as you go because that's what you're only ever doing anyway. And it really made me think of play acting. And there's been many times throughout my journey, especially my business journey, where I consciously realize I'm literally just making it all up as I go to be able to take that to the next level of our previous conversation about really being your authentic self and becoming more aware of the characters that you play and the ways that you choose to represent yourself or feel that you must. Once you start to play as if you're being your authentic self, it might feel like you're making it up along the way, but that's all that you're ever doing anyway, no matter what the situation. Okay, and then until you change the story to where you are no longer the victim, others will continue to not hear what you say. And then speak words of who you are, not of who you are seen as. It's kind of all over the place. That brought me into this idea to choose your own adventure stories. And again, this might resonate with the work that you're developing, but it, but choose your own character. You get the power to choose who you're going to be in any given situation. And I will share that's had a profound effect on the shifts in my life. Like the pivotal point in which I really crossed the line of no return into this world of consciousness and living into a more full authentic expression of self and experience within this life. It happened to be solidified when I consciously chose to be different than how I'd ever been before as I went on a five-day experience into the unknown via a retreat that I was gifted a, a ticket to. And I decided from the moment that I got dropped off at the airport until further notice, I was going to be different than how I'd ever been. And if my instinct was to think about starting a conversation with the person next to me, but never really doing it, then this time I was going to start the conversation. And I just made the first move with everyone everywhere that I went and I had the most magical, truly life-changing experience. That was a palpable moment of this is different and there's no going back from this. So that of course came to mind as I had this vision of choose your character authentic expression of self, authentic stewardship, authenticity and the ripple effect. And to live your fullest life requires your full self. And then I just made a little note to add, I've really been into this whole concept of stewardship. It's how I went into this year, recognizing I have everything that I say that I need in order to have what I want. Oh, why is it not happening? <laughs> and just really realizing that there's nothing for me to do. There's only space to steward and opportunities and what's in front of me to steward, steward what I already have, steward whatever comes my way. I feel like that's what I've been doing day in and day out of this year is just bringing the highest level of stewardship that I can. Not perfect, forever in evolution. We all have our moments. However, consciously bringing the highest level of stewardship that I can to everything 
that I encounter along the way. So I made a little note. I condensed one of my mentors, seven steps to manifesting process into four steps that I share with people. And during one of the steps, there's a waiting period. I don't know if y'all are familiar with manifesting and the waiting period that goes along with it. Yeah. But during that, I know you are. During that waiting period, my mentor had said that you play two different games, the perfect game and one other one. I can't remember right now, but I'm adding a third one to my teachings. And the third one's the stewardship game. So not only do you connect deeply with everyone that you know, not only do you declare everything as perfect, no matter what happens, but also while you're waiting, you just focus on being the best steward that you can be with what you have and where you're at and what crosses your path and what lies in front of you. And I really feel that much like how we intended our energy to be put towards today during our session and much as we have, um, I started to judge what I said and then it left my mind. Give me just one moment and it'll come back around. I'm gonna let it be, but I have a feeling it'll come back around at some point and click. All right. So you are you finished? You complete? Yeah, I'm complete. Thank you. Okay. So that this was great. Both of you guys were so into my session. I definitely had thoughts of am I making all this up? What's going on? What am I supposed to be experiencing here today? <laughs> and I was all over the place. But there's alignment, you'll see. I am now in the center of the sun. Light is expanding all around me. In the center of the sun is a circle of golden rose light. It feels like an eye center of consciousness. I feel my third eye aligning with it so that I am now seeing through it. I have a 360 degree view of the space around me. I see a pillar of white light shining straight up from the center of the golden eye. I am the light of the sun. This beam of light is now circling in a clockwise fashion, spiraling in. I am now going through a wormhole into the void. The center of the void is the heart of Sophia. Being in the silence, I see the eye of God before me. I'm feeling a pressure on my third eye while I look at her. I am also aware of my etheric horns being activated. The horns are spiraling up rather than curved or straight. You've seen those animals with the curly horns going like that. I am feeling a straight bar of energy through my temples with the pyramid pointing over my head. I am now seeing a sailboat inside of the capstone of the pyramid. I feel like I'm moving into deeper space and through another black hole. I am feeling pressure around my head. I am getting that we are clearing energy in the field through the triad. And then I received the following message, which I think this goes along with Jonathan being here. <laughs> Greetings, beloved. We are one in the light and the dark, merging one into the other throughout infinity. Always changing form. Free to travel on the sound waves flowing from me. 
Feel your breath catching the sails of your ship in the ocean of life outside of time. The ocean and the cosmos are one and the same. One connected to the ethers of my mind in creation, one connected to the pure birthing waters flowing from my womb. As above, so below, just in more rarefied frequencies of energy. Be free in the knowing that it is all within you to be explored throughout the embodiment of your spirit in many forms. You are all things within the no thing. It is not necessary to hold on to what is flowing through you. Be free in me. Feel my loving embrace. Feel my love embracing you as you travel through my one body. Feel the Christ essence blessing your mind and body for we are all one. Your prayer has been heard and is blessing all and you as the one body of Christ. We are complete. And that is my journey. So I felt like when you're both talking that you were embodying aspects of my own journey. I'm always amazed at how connected we are when we are journeying like this. That's such a beautiful experience. But did you remember Chrissy? I did remember I was correlating what I was going to say. We had mentioned before the start of our session, which was your comments about genuinely wishing for people to get their stuff together. Right. (laughs) And that's what I feel like stewardship is. It's starting with getting your shit together with where you're at and no longer allowing excuses and justifications and rationales to be the things that hold that back. I can't remember exactly what I was going to connect that to, but I'm I'm sure that it was branching off of this vision of playing the stewardship game and just being a steward of what's around you while you wait and are in that waiting period in that lock time of manifestation. And what you'll find (laughs) is that you'll get your shit together in that process in a different way. And that all, of course, creates room for the next level of receiving. This reminds me of when I moved up to Mount Shasta. My first husband wanted to move out of the LA area. And so after he passed away, I decided that I was still going to continue on with that focus. And so I got guidance that Mount Shasta, Ashland, or Colorado Springs were good polarities for me. So I just decided that I was going to start while I was waiting, right? I was going to be the good steward. So I started saving my money. And then I started getting rid of all the excess stuff that I didn't want to move with me. And I went looking for houses, the type of house and area that I wanted. What kind of community do I want to live in? What do I want my house to look like? And so I started going to realtors and going on house showings. And I got really clear on what I wanted. I found a little mountain community outside of Altadena. I'm like, I want to live in a community like this. And I found a house and I want to live here. And so anyway, so when I got all done, I said, okay, I can't do anything else. I'm putting it back in your hands. So just guide me now. And that's exactly what happened. And just goes to show when you are in that waiting period for your manifestation, I absolutely did that. I went into a stewardship mode and everything turned out perfect. 
it didn't always seem like it was perfect. Things fell through and didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. But in the end, at the end of the road, I could see the divine perfection in all of it. So I'm writing down that stewardship can look a lot like doing, Mm -hmm. but the energy (laughs) is different. It's different. You are preparing the way for what is to manifest to come in rather than doing things. It's a paradox. When you're doing, you're busy trying to create it rather than opening the way for it. What came to my mind is that sounds a lot like those manifestation steps that they shared in the secret. You just act as if you just live your life. You just pack your bag. If you want to go on that trip, you clear out space in your closet. If you want a man to come into your life, but all of that is again, making things happen, doing to get, hoping that this is the magic that will just bring you into without realizing that if you just steward where you're at, you will naturally clear that space that is clogged up by all the frantic, I got to make it happen. I'm not enough without, I got to, all that takes up energetic space. But when you just say everything that I have is at my fingertips, everything that I need, I have around me within me or will be delivered to me. So while I wait, how about I go ahead and get rid of this extra clutter? Cause I'm not going to need that where I'm going, which is like the same exact thing, but the energy is aligned differently. It's all in the approach. It's really all about the approach. We talked about that a few sessions back where I was struggling about what do I charge or not charge? And the guidance was not to charge. And, but it really came down to how I was approaching it. Am I approaching it in service or am I approaching it to make money? Everything is aligned to the approach and how you steward it. How are you stewarding your approach to life? to what you want to create in your life? Is it coming from a place of love, expectation? Where exactly is the motivation? Hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Would you like to add anything, my beloved? I know we're running out of time for you. You want to leave in about five minutes. (laughs) Pretty soon. I'm good just enjoying all right this was a great session although it felt whoo where are we going <laughs> even the images that came to me i was like i don't even know this looks like i'm watching a sitcom on tv or something you know now i understand i was just peeking in on your visions <laughs> we were all peeking in on each other's and it was like oh okay we're going over here now <laughs> let's go over here that's even like how everything got written out on my page it was just random scattered yeah and i didn't know it was jonathan's birthday but after i got in in the session i said jonathan if you want to be here you are invited (laughs) he's like sweet i'm gonna party within it whenever i have writing like i have i always feel like jonathan's here thank you jonathan and happy birthday i just recently pulled up his book that you had sent me a copy of and saved it as a pdf on my phone so i can read through it on my phone without worrying about altering it by mistake because I'm on my phone. So his energy has been with me this week as well. Oh, good. I've been going through our Dragonheart posts. I've been going through the videos and he's just his natural self laughing and having a good time. And I'm like, I miss you, Jonathan. I'm so glad we have those recordings of him. I really miss him, but he's still here. I'm feeling his presence. 
I have a feeling there's a story that he's supposed to tell me that he didn't get to tell me that I'm going to get from reading this because I think it's all very important to what's happening right now in our timeline. The Seer from the Stars by Jonathan Robert Gravish is available for purchase at Amazon.com. If you would like to be part of the global solution for innovative quantum changes, please join us where we collectively perform quantum mediation for global ascension. Go to Christcoast.com under the World Services menu tab to register.